Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Live Mike. With Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. It's actually Live Mike with Amy Donaldson and Scott Howell. And uh, we're happy to have you along for this President's Day edition of Live Mike. Um, which, there's so few people in uh, working today. That's why you're not getting a traffic report. <laughs> if there's traffic, there's something really bad going on, you can please text us on the Utah Community Credit Union line. 57500. When it is safe for you, yeah. do not text and drive. <laughs> okay? My dad's a sta- former state trooper. There you be go. in trouble. There so, you go. Um, I, uh, I do want to respond to a couple of the texts that we've gotten thank you so so much for the people who are interacting it's so fun for me um as a journalist that you're you're paying attention and you're you care enough to interact i have the opposite problem i'm constantly interacting but um somebody said a lot of places in the state don't even have internet i'd like you to enlighten me where those places are most people use the internet now on their cell phone and i will tell you that there are places in this state you cannot even get cell service so uh you can drive south um around mexican water i was just telling scott i tried to i was going to give a hitchhiker a ride and i wanted to text my husband to let him know i was going to pick up a stranger no cell service um you can go uh over by the great basin national uh, park over there uh in you know just west of delta um there's no cell service there's no internet um there are certain places uh that people have made a you know they have a little oasis a little internet oasis but there are a lot of communities that do not have internet and if you do not know that i beg you and plead with you to do a little googling because you do have the internet and 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 think about what what that means to be disconnected in that way that's a pretty significant a lot of things we take um, for uh for granted chasm when between, we're, yeah, yeah when is. you when you have everything we available to you that. yeah, so, so that's my i'm getting off my soapbox because we're almost <laughs> out of time um and i'm super excited about our next guest uh, oh my Mr. goodness joe jarvis. dr joe jarvis yeah uh, i'll tell you what um this guy's reputation precedes him with such a brilliant uh, physician also a, a guy who gives back to the community it was bill orton uh, years ago that first introduced me to dr jarvis and he's taken that step amy to move forward <laughs> and throw his hat in the yeah. ring and uh, dr jarvis we are so grateful that you join us on president's day who's your favorite president what what saying do you keeps you motivated dr jarvis my favorite president is teddy roosevelt <laughs> he's a favorite he's a, he's a fan yeah, favorite he's up here you got a quote or you got yeah. a, a sentiment that he, why is he your favorite? He's a favorite because he was interested in making sure that every man got a square deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there yeah you that's go. right. Yeah. That's right. Well, Dr. Jarvis, congratulations uh, on throwing that hat into the ring. We are uh, very pleased. Uh, thank you very much. I, I'm not sure. I, I feel, I still feel like I, I'm going crazy every day so i I haven't gotten a stride yet in this campaign but i I am enjoying meeting a lot of people and enjoying meeting scott for instance and enjoying coming on radio with you too thank you tell us about your race and uh what motivated you to take the big step and uh uh, which congressional district is it it's uh, utah's second congressional district 
which includes parts of Davis County and Salt Lake County and all along the western border of the state down to St. George and across uh, the southern border as well, coming back up the I-80, or pardon me, the I-15 corridor and picking up US-89, all of those towns, Kanab, Anguage, Cedar City, uh, coming north back up to Salt Lake. It's a massive, massive district. And, uh, yes. Um, and, and, I mean, we, we've been debating off the air about this whole running. What's the worst part about running for office? What would you say the worst part about running for office is? Asking people to help you with money. See, I told you. I told <laughs> ding, him. Ding, 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 I win. Ding, ding. I win. You owe me a cheeseburger uh, that you're buying. Um, no, I think that's, I, I told him, when my kids had fundraisers, I just bought the stuff they were selling because I couldn't ask people for money. It was so against my nature, I guess. And and a lot of people, you know, are struggling. And so you don't right. want to inconvenience. So how do you deal with that? Mm, good question. You just, uh, I take Scott's advice. You just take a deep breath and ask. Um, people are generous. They do have other things they could do with the money, but they know that this is an important part of being an American. We've, we've got to express ourselves in politics we have to yeah uh, otherwise the people who are willing to will take over yeah so. and one thing i always say to people is politics is not this peripheral activity that rich people engage in it's actually the way we solve our public issues right it's societal issues this is how we hash them out we do it through politics are there certain issues that are at the top of your to-do list I, i'm a physician as you said in the introduction and i have spent 30 years thinking about, wondering about, and looking for a way forward on health care. The United States healthcare system is a disaster. It, it hurts people. It kills people, literally kills people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it bankrupts, and it bankrupts people. And it's, bankrupt, it's, bankrupting, it's bankrupting our government. Mm-hmm. We have to do something about it. We can't kick this can down the road. Uh, Mike Levitt said well, just after he... Um, finished being the the United States Secretary of Health and Human Services, that there's no place on the international leaderboard for a country that spends 25% of its GDP on health care. We are the only nation that's in danger of doing that. Mm -hmm. And we are getting very close to it. We're already at about 20%, and our percent going to GDP is rising faster than any other country. The cost of this, of health care in the United States, is just ridiculous. I um that is that's 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 your that's first most foremost on my mind. Okay. Um and so what have you learned being a physician? I mean what's what is your, the answer? What are you going to advocate for or are you still in listening mode? No, I I I know that there is an answer and that is we have to do better care. The waste that's in our healthcare system that causes high cost comes in two forms. One is poor quality care. I know we like to tell ourselves that the care that we receive is high quality. Mm-hmm. But day in and day out, on average, over the long haul, we get poorer quality care in the United States than do the citizens of any other first world nation. We are the nation least able to prevent the deaths that healthcare was meant to take care of and stop. We can do it less well because we are, we're focused on the wrong thing. We're not focused on the patient. So we've got to have better quality care. And the other thing is we have to have a, a lower cost of healthcare financing, the overhead, the administrative waste is now somewhere around $600 billion a year in the United States. We're the only nation with that kind of health care financing scheme, the private for-profit health insurance scheme. We have got to change the way we deliver care so that it's better, and we have to make it simpler so that there's no runarounds, 
no putting families in jeopardy, no telling them that they're denied a benefit, no, no giving them a hard time about actually getting the financing mm-hmm. that they need. Because one of the so things, if we have better care yeah. and simpler care, we will have cheaper care, and we will be able to cover everybody. One of the things that I I hate about the debate on healthcare is that we're constantly debating access to insurance coverage instead of access yeah. to healthcare, and I don't yeah. necessarily care about getting better insurance i do care about getting better access to health care what can you do about nobody that? nobody has an emergency because they don't have a health insurance yeah you're exactly. right you, no one needs health insurance health insurance is a completely invented product that actually gets in the way of yes. better quality care we, yeah. we need good quality care and we need it urgently when when we're sick or injured that's what we need and I don't need to be worrying about, are you an in-provider network, whatever, you know, the jargon is today. Um, I mean, I couldn't even get, um, when I was trying to get a mammogram, I couldn't get the facility to tell me what it would cost me because I have a high deductible uh, premium. And I said, I need to know, it's December, I have Christmas coming up, do I want to spend the money on a mammogram? And I ended up not doing it because they couldn't tell me what it would cost me. Yes, they often don't know, or if they do, they don't want to say. Uh, it, 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 there is nothing like a market in healthcare. Healthcare is not a market commodity. That's yeah. another big error that we keep making. All we have to do is let market forces apply. No, because patients are not shoppers. When no. you have to have care for a heart attack, you haven't got any ability to go look for <laughs> yeah. the best price. You're not looking Medical at the five star remember. rating of the cardiologist. You just show up at the emergency no, room and you trust them. Is no one ever got an appendectomy because it was on sale. <laughs> we, we don't we don't drive demand for healthcare services by lowering the price. Demand for healthcare comes about because of epidemiology, which is the number of cases. However many people have appendicitis, that's however many appendectomies there will be. And it doesn't matter what the price is, high or low, people who need insulin They don't care that the price is a thousand percent higher today than it was five years ago. They still need it. Yeah, Doctor Jarvis, we uh, we'd like you to we'd like you to join us again. But in ten seconds, why should people vote for you? I'm going to not only help with the health care system, but my plan is to bring value back into the values that we in Utah care about: integrity. I care about equity, which is impartiality and justice. And the rule of law, all of those things which have been lost on the uh, political system in Washington. That is what I'm running to do. That's no, you can do that in like a week. So. <laughs> thank, we you. thank you so, so much. We apologize for cutting you off, but I love this debate. Well, I invite you on to my podcast. Yes. Um, but you're listening to uh, Amy Live Scott. Mike on KSL News Radio. Thanks, Dr. Jarvis. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. 
What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.